Let's Face Reality with Bravo. Let's get into this week's VPR episode. And I don't know if maybe production never... They might have not. I mean, I might just be guessing here. They might have maybe edited this episode or maybe the future episodes now to kind of make Tom look a little better considering his New York Times Magazine interview. I don't know. I kind of feel like production is really on his side, which isn't surprising considering what Stassi said last season about production. I don't know if she meant Bravo or just Vanderpump Rules, always covering for the guy, siding with them, giving them the better edits compared to the woman. And I'm seeing that now, especially last week in the after show, we realized Sandoval barely spoke, right? I think that's what it was. It was barely about him or maybe it was mostly about him. I think they cut most of his stuff out. And people think that happened last minute because the after show episode was published a little later instead. And it came out, you know, right when the his interview came out. So I'm not even surprised by that. But let's get into this episode. It's season 11, episode five, Lake It or Break It. And if we start out with boring Katie Ariana I mean I feel like we could have done this episode without Katie Ariana we still need to hear some because we need to hear what's going on with the house with her lawyers with her future endeavors and careers so I think that was more important but Katie specifically I feel oh it's hard to watch her she kind of seems like she's stoned this entire time but Ariana gets into Katie's car and Katie starts asking if her car smells like weed which like I said I wouldn't be surprised because Katie comes off as being high in every scene And then we go and we see Tom and Tom go shopping for some clothes for their Tahoe trip. And we pan to James. He's finally going home. He's pumped. He has Graham. Excuse me. I mean, hippie. And he's riding with him in his BMW. And let's just hope James can train him and help him be calmer without actually biting. I mean, is it even possible for a dog to stop biting after doing it multiple times? I wouldn't know because I don't have a dog. So I'm a cat person. I'm a cat lover. I don't know if it's, I mean, I know it's more difficult to train dogs, but how is it once they become a little more aggressive? Can they go back from that? I'm really curious. I should look this up. I need to just Google it. Why am I asking? But we pan back. Oh, no. So James, you know, he's excited for Allie to see him, but I don't think we got to that scene yet. So we pan back to Ariana and Katie, and they start explaining to us this patio situation, and apparently someone had pooped on their patio, which I feel like it must have been a homeless person. I mean, who else would do that? But anyone at this point it it could be someone who's siding with Sandoval and hates Ariana and hates Katie too I don't know but they do explain that they need extra permits now and every time they try to add something new they have so many violations that keep popping up that then it extends when they're going to open and I did watch the after show where Ariana explained it better where she said they'll come they'll do an inspection they fail and then they're just waiting and constantly calling them like come back okay we fixed what you told us to can you give us an inspection and then the inspectors and the legal people whatever don't end up showing up for another couple months. So they're actually the ones holding them back. And I feel like after they explain that to us, it makes a lot more sense and I get it. I just feel like they shouldn't have been making fun of everyone else who was opening up restaurants when now they're finally realizing what the holdup is. But it's funny how they all constantly have problems with this stuff when Lisa is the only one who, every time she's building a restaurant, it opens right away. So you're all clearly something is either wrong or maybe you and Ariana are just not focused enough on this to really tie down what you need to fix every time an inspector comes. I don't know. I really, but I I take their word for this, honestly. And so Ariana continues to explain that 
The city keeps throwing all these logistical red tapes at them and it's been halting them from opening the sandwich shop for a while. So she goes in to make this joke that she would ask to blow someone in the city hall to grease the rails, but she explains that West Hollywood is filled with gays and they all are, so that just wouldn't work. And she kind of threw shade at those people. But Ariane and Katie are making every excuse in the book to just not go to this Tahoe trip. I mean, they don't even care. They're kind of just saying in the after show, Katie was like, uh, I'm going to go organize my socks. I'm going to go. And they just kept saying they would rather do anything but come on this trip. So really, this was the last thing in the world. I mean, they even say they don't have FOMO when it comes to knowing they're going to be missing out. And, you know, they say that they're just respecting their boundaries and they're not going to change for anyone, which they have every right to. But it doesn't work for a TV show, guys. So James goes and he's finally home and he surprises Allie with Graham. And she's just very shocked. But then our first instinct is to check on her cat, Banks, which I don't blame her because how you you need to kind of see how they're going to adjust to one another. So James kind of goes in to explain that Graham needs, you know, he needs the right training. And like I said, I don't know if that's even easy, but she is right. Cats are easier. They have boundaries. They do everything on their own. They're independent. So it's, it's a very big adjustment. It's kind of like bringing a child in the house. You have to walk them all the time. You got to feed them. You got to do everything. And James just says that Rachel doesn't get her dog back because she's the one who gave him up in the first place. And he's right. I mean, Rachel didn't want him. She would have rather him go to a shelter where she gave him to owners who also couldn't deal with him. But he went to a shelter where he could have been euthanized and he was about to. So honestly, James is the best bet right now. And I hope other people see that too. But it's, I mean, Allie treats having a dog like having an having a child, which I just see it as having Graham's kind of like having an ADHD child. You just have to teach him differently and not the same way you guys teach other animals or dogs. You know, he needs more attention, more care. But we go to the Toms and they're shopping. And as they're shopping for clothes, we see that Schwartz finds this top that he really likes. But the second he sees that there's a $500, um, what is it, charge on it, he slowly puts it back on the rack. And he then receives a text from someone named Jesus and he sends him, you know, the tabloids that Rachel, Raquel, has officially changed her name to Rachel and she's out of the mental facility after two months. Which I don't know why, I feel like every time Sandoval's face, his he reads shock to me when Schwartz is giving him this new info about Raquel. But then he acts like Rachel told him and he already knew about it and he was just keeping it a secret for her because he... He doesn't want to disrespect her and this was between them and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I just don't believe him here because he hasn't spoken to her in a while since even before his birthday. She's been avoiding him. She hasn't been calling him. She hasn't been sending him notes, not telling her about his life. He doesn't even know what's going on. So I don't believe that she told him that. I feel like this might have been a last thing or maybe something she wanted to keep to herself till she was ready to leave because she was maybe she would have thought Tom might go to the tabloids and tell them I changed my name to try to build sympathy on him or something. I don't know. That's what I'm taking it. So the timeline just doesn't really make sense to me in that. But Sandoval does show us that he sent her a text asking if she was okay after she was released. And he thinks about her. And it did go blue, which means that she's opened her phone. She has it. And at this point, she's just intentionally ignoring him, as she should. And he should get the hint. And I'm glad that she's the one who's ending it with him before he does, because he was going to do that to her at some point anyways. Plus, why I also don't believe Sandoval... The reason that she stopped reaching out to Sandoval was she did say something on the Beth- Bethany Frankel podcast that she would be told about him being out with other women on, during his tour uh, and all these rumors of him dating other people and hooking up with other people. So I feel like she just finally realized the bullshit and she cut him out cold turkey right before she knew what she was about to get released. And yeah, so I just 
don't believe she told him any of that. So they go into the Tahoe trip and Schwartz just hopes that they have fun because he knows all the responsibilities about to fall on him if it doesn't or if anything out of pocket happens. And then Sandoval goes and asks him where the knives are at the worst time. I mean, really, really, bro? Your friend's trying to do some damage control for you. But Schwartz just tells Tom to start looking forward and Sandoval keeps making these jokes when when San, when Schwartz is trying to be serious with him about moving forward with the group and fixing this whole thing. I mean, that must be frustrating dealing with a friend who clearly isn't listening to you in front of your face. But we get to Sheena and Brock at the swimsuit shop and Sheena just has very high anxiety going to this trip with Sandoval. But, you know, Sheena and Brock talk about their nanny situation and it actually appears that Tori is no longer going to be their nanny because the family that she nannies for just gave birth to a baby. So now Tori has no time on her hands to even balance going between two homes. This really frustrates Brock at some point. I mean, understandably so, because it takes away from their time. And they got, they literally had a kid a year after them dating or something like that. Two years, if anything, max. They didn't have time to actually live together, do things together and date around. I mean, not date around, but date with each other and do the dating things that couples do before they have children. So that I, I completely understand. And so he explains that they need to find someone outside of her friends and mother so that, you know, it can be it's a professional job that's being done. And she just kind of avoids him here, starts trying on her bathing suits, ignores him. And I mean, he has had his mother-in-law in their house every other day. And I would be so bothered if I was him too. I mean, to be honest, especially the beginning of marriage, you should not be having your parents sleeping over at your house that much. And so Brock brings up again to Sheena, like to Sheena after she's done trying on the bathing suits, like, hey, we have an issue here. I'm going to talk about this because it's affecting us. So he tells her that he can't keep having her mother over. And Sheena just takes this as Brock wa- wanting to allow any stranger to watch their kid, which obviously he knows that they need to trust the person, get to know them, tr- uh, spend time with them, all that. But Sheena just takes it as he's ready to have someone in the house with them. And so it just seems that Sheena's not really ready to take those steps yet, at least maybe interviewing nannies, doing test runs on them with her mother for the time being until she is set. I feel like she should be doing those things because the longer she's prolonging this, the longer she's going to feel like she can never have someone else. But on the other side of this, this is where I understand Sheena's perspective, is, which I assume maybe would be considered breaking the fourth wall if she talks about it, is that this cast, these people, they are officially public figures now. They're influencers. They're kind of more than influencers now. They're characters on a TV show. You know, we kind of, we don't see them as actors, but I mean, on social media at this point in Instagram, they're all kind of treated the same. And since the show has, the show has blown up so much and they're constantly being followed when they're filming or at times they have paparazzi in front of their house. They have stalkers, weird fans trying to Maybe be a nanny or fake trying to be a nanny just to be in Sheena's house. Maybe steal her things, take pictures of her daughter, kidnap her daughter. Lord knows what goes through people's minds. So when they're dealing with people who are a little higher profile, like an influencer in a sense, I understand people trying to take advantage of her or maybe trying to hurt her child or something. I would be terrified if I was an influencer or something or or a known person. I would never. I, I think I would. I don't know. I just. I think I also. I never grew up with nannies and stuff. I, my mom had four kids and she was able to deal with it. So I think I would be able to so I don't see that I mean she does have one child so I don't really know what a nanny's for can't they just have a babysitter to watch their child when they go out which I mean I'm gonna use my mom for that that's what parents are for and so you know Sheena's kind of responding to Brock as if he's saying to bring in random people now and they just continuously 
they're fighting, they're bickering back and forth. And Brock starts to tell Sheena that she's paranoid from her mother because her mother doesn't make her feel good enough. So it makes Sheena go down a rabbit hole that she's basically incapable of doing anything else alone. And surprisingly, I kind of believe Brock here. I mean, he lives with her. He sees their dynamic together. And, you know, it could be that case. Or her mother does not fully trust Brock because of how he left his family, doesn't check up on his kids, and of the domestic abuse charges that were against him from his ex-wife. So I would assume that might be the reason for Sheena's mother to be stuck with them like Lou. But, I mean, I don't remember her mother being around this much in previous seasons till she had a baby. Or maybe it's because she has a baby. I really don't know. But... The thing that made me believe Brock is that then in the after show, Sheena did kind of admit that she is learning now to not have her mom around as much because she's realizing what her mom tells her does affect how she reacts to things or how she'll respond to Brock and she'll give her opinions that maybe she shouldn't have been thinking in the moment. So Sheena just starts, she goes outside and she leaves the swimsuit swimsuit shop to argue with Brock outside because she's embarrassed fighting in public. And I think Sheena just likes everyone to come out she likes everything to come off in her life as if it's perfect. And she doesn't like to show how Brock is. She she isn't enjoying the fact that Brock is putting a magnifying glass on their issues. Because maybe she thinks that this ruins her brand that she's trying to keep up. I mean, she is trying to build a following on YouTube. Trying to be those, uh, you know, vlogger moms. Showing everything they do in every second. I mean, she doesn't even want to film the scene of them fighting. I mean, this is raw. It's real. And I enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite scenes of Sheena so far. And I feel like... This is what we watch these shows for. But Brock tells her that he's been screaming for help for months. And she just shuts him. She shuts him down completely and tells him to stop talking. But I mean, hey, at least Sheena has something going for her this season. She has a storyline. She got it. She's getting a lot of screen time because Brock has given it to her. So, I mean, maybe thank Brock for letting it happen. I don't know. But, you know, we see everyone getting ready. And Tom makes his assistant and check out his outfit if it's suitable for the airport. It's a black t-shirt and some red pants. And he thinks it's going to cover all the blood from the stabbing he's about to receive from everyone. It's not funny. But James tells Allie that he dropped Grandma on Lisa's private jet because he didn't have time to book him a flight last minute. Which I don't believe. It's clear that he was going to ride the private jet anyways because the point of having Graham come is to surprise the cast that James got him back and Rachel this is basically signifying Rachel is no longer coming up coming back and I don't this might be the last episode they speak of her or maybe next episode because I feel like at this point this is when production got the final call of oh Rachel said she doesn't want to come back let's continue without her and so you know they all get to the airport they kind of do a movie scene type of edit for this and Sandoval comes to them and you know he sits by them Brock shakes his hand right away they're all cordial. I mean, I didn't see them making conversation with them or anything like that. And we pan to Lisa getting her photo shoot done for her new restaurant called Wolf. And I feel like actually this one would be a success. The name is great. The way it's going to look. The Just everything about it. I think, I think Lisa's being smart with her business endeavors. And this just seems like it's going to be a magical place. I mean, honestly, all of her restaurants are over the top. So I'm not really surprised. It's just her food that I feel like is not... Ugh, it's kind of mediocre. But I'm assuming Callie's getting a little too expensive for Lisa. So she is choosing the Vegas route. And I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up closing all of her restaurants in Vegas at this point. Except for Sir and Tom Tom. But wait, that is all she has. What am I saying? But anyways, let's continue. But we see them. They all make it to Tahoe. And Sandoval and Schwartz are in the same car. So Sandoval decides to call Lisa on FaceTime to let her know he saw everyone at the airport and they all said hi to him and gave him a welcoming type of energy. And this makes Sandoval cry. I know you guys don't like him and I don't either. I don't believe half of the time he cries because it's always crocodile tears. 
And I know realtors, like I know the difference between realtors and all. I mean, I could honestly, he could be playing me too. I don't know. But compared to last season, when Sandoval weeps, to me, those are fake tears. He wasn't weeping here. And when it's, it's the way that he cried in the car with Schwartz and his confessional, I really felt it being genuine from him. I mean, it is isolating what he went through. It really is. And having the whole world, every day he gets on Instagram, he's, he's going to find at least 10 mean, cruel messages. And so when he got some sort of human treatment, it really caught him off guard and it meant more to him than we could honestly understand. So I will give him that. I'm going to give him grace for that. He felt some sort of acceptance from them. So that must have caused a lot of overwhelming emotions if he really did mean it. And I, I just, I hope it was genuine. That's all I could say about that because it felt that way. And I did feel some sort of remorse for him here because I feel like at this point it's really played out. Let's just honestly move on. You don't have to give him sponsorships. You don't have to go to his shows. Just stop with the hate. Just let him move on with his life. Who cares, guys? Everyone gets cheated on at this point. Come on. Oh, my God. So let's get to the Tahoe trip. They all claim their rooms, and we kind of see Brock. I mean, him and Sheena are talking back and forth about Brock mixing the pinks with the whites, so kind of half of his clothing is a little messed up here. And it seems like everything he's doing is kind of irking Sheena. So, I mean, maybe it's because you guys forgot how to date and you're too focused on being parents that, I don't know, maybe she's really getting the ick from him. But then I don't see it because later on when they're at the restaurant, I see Brock and Sheena, you know, being all lovey-dovey together. So I really don't think that's the case. But Brock does go downstairs to the kitchen where we see him and Sandoval actually having a chat to which Sandoval tells him that he really wants to live in the moment. And Brock tries to explain to him that no one else felt hurt because he was defending his actions. But Tom kind of tries to shut it down. It's like Tom is telling him, bro, I don't want to hear this from you, okay? And, you know, Tom just starts to tell him that it's going to take a second before it gets better. And we see Schwartz and James talking in another room. Basically, James' anxiety is really high at this point. And he says it's because he's uncomfortable in this house with Sandoval, but it's really honestly because he knows grandma's about to show up to this house any minute and he's nervous to see everyone's reaction to it. I think James is just hoping everyone reacts well to it because at this point, I think, I don't think Rachel went on the podcast yet, but he maybe was worried or something. I don't know what he was worried about. Maybe everyone thought she wouldn't do anything because she did go out and exploit and say that James is the reason he's that way and James is abusive and stuff. I don't know, right? Oh, I just feel like if James was abusive, the entire cast would have said that. I just feel like Ariana, Katie, Lala specifically, none of them would be friends with him. Ariana especially, okay? That's just what I think. So, you know, we start seeing Brock go back and he's explaining to Tom again like, bro, there's a lot of people involved in this that you hurt. You have to think of it like that. You need to show remorse. And oh, I mean, Tom kind of, he maybe started it like he felt bad then he kind of ruins it for himself again by saying he does not know when to like I don't know I just he can't stop defending himself okay so Sandoval tells us that he will not be groveling at their feet but you kind of have to okay Sandoval I don't think you're understanding you kind of have to at this point with how much you make things worse by what you say out in the media, social media, on podcasts, on the show. The only thing left to repair your image at this point is to grovel, show compassion, and no more defending anything you did. That's it. Stop. No Point blank. Don't say, oh, I wish I didn't do that. And stuff. But then you went on your podcast and you made money. No, you do not add any of that. Just keep it how it is. Apologize. Take it. Take it on the chin. Just let people attack you until it reaches a point when people are like, okay, guys, he's not fighting back. 
Let's stop attacking him. That's what it would have reached to if he would have done that. But it's going to keep, he's going to keep getting whatever type of hate people are spewing at him until he stops fighting back. Just cut it out, man. You know? But I mean, they, he, he started talking about how they keep pushing conspiracies, but they didn't. Your castmates were going on podcasts because people were questioning things about your whereabouts and what you were doing. And the only people who actually truly know you were your castmates. So they were the only ones who were able to kind of give us some sort of clues as to what it is you were doing or where you were or what they heard from their friends about you that they might be still connected to you in. So, I mean, it, you the things you've been doing leading up to the affair makes them also rewind back things that you did and makes them want to talk about it and be like, oh, well, when he acted this way here, he might have actually been going to Raquel's house or something. Like, it makes sense. You know, it's not conspiracies. It's stuff we all wanted to talk about, okay? But anyway, so we pan to everyone sitting outside by the water and Sandoval just thanks everyone for being cordial. And so opening up in a scene and he kind of just starts to tell us that he's going to be having over a guided meditation yoga instructor. I don't know. I just hate all this because I don't believe this baloney stuff. I don't. I don't know. I'm not good with that. It's not even good TV. Every time they have a yoga person or they do meditation on on screen, it's always boring. I mean, if he thinks doing yoga instead of owning everything and not defending a single, I mean, not accepting every single thing that he did, then by all means, Tom, go ahead. But I'm really glad James is not buying it. I mean, of course Brock is, but what what are you going to do with Brock? Brock is going to do anything to stay on the show. So Tom tells them that it's been a you know, a solid replacement for alcohol lately. And Lala kind of appreciates Tom for opening up about that and thinks that this is him changing. She tells him not to commit to it forever and to just take it day by day. She, I mean, she finds it admirable. Admir- Why am I not able to say this word? Ad- admirable. Excuse me. Which, I mean, for now. But, I mean, next the preview for next episode, we see them fighting. So I don't think it's going to last that long. But then the surprise comes and Hippie is here. But no one is jumping for excitement. I mean, Lala even keeps going, is this a joke? Is this a joke? It's kind of awkward. Sandoval's demeanor completely changes, obviously. And James just goes, the name Hippie is a homage to my late grandfather, George Michael's dog, Hippie. That was the dog I would see growing up. I was never allowed to, I was never allowed a dog growing up. So now flash forward to me as an adult and I get the opportunity to name him myself because Lord knows I didn't pick Graham Cracker. <laughs> Of course he did. I mean, that is the stupid name. But James does tell everyone that his mind is blown. And Sandoval tells us that he knows that James is saying what James is saying is basically a lie. But I mean, it's not. He bit people. He bit Raquel's parents. They sent him to an owner who obviously they didn't. They must have not explained to the owner how this dog is. The owner sent him to a shelter to get euthanized. Lisa saved the dog. What? Would you have rather the dog get killed? He's such an evil person. And then what makes it worse is, okay, so also what annoys me about that is that when Sandoval talks about James not having a good head on his shoulder or not being mentally, you know, James not deserving the dog because James is not in the right headspace, he's the last one to talk considering in the trailer we did see that Ariana said something to the regards of Sandoval tried to kill her dog or something like that. I know, I feel like it was unintentional, but I'm assuming maybe had drugs around the dog or, or something that, the dog might have almost swallowed or maybe did swallow and they had to save the dog from it. So Sandoval can't even take care of himself, let alone a dog. But it's good that he's saying he's not going to cause some waves or say anything to James's face. But I mean, obviously, I feel like at some point he might or at the reunion, James is going to blow up on him for this. But they all do start talking about Rachel. And we see Allie and Sandoval kind of talking to which she kind of says that if Rachel, if Raquel can change her name to Rachel, 
then I could change Graham to hippie. New start for everyone. She's kind of throwing it back at him, but with a smile, the biggest smile on her face. And Sandoval clearly did not like that. He just kind of gives her a half smile. You know, but they all swim. They jump in the pool, and it seems like it's a great time, genuinely. And Lala and Sheena just wash their hair so they don't even want to get wet. But we go back to L.A., and we see Ariana FaceTiming her interior designer, or just not interior, like just the designer, I guess, of their house who helped them with the furniture and stuff because she does explain to us that she's coming around to Tom maybe getting the house and her getting her fair share of it. But she does tell us that she actually owns most of the furniture, and it's jointly acquired between them. So she does want to be compensated for it. So she's not taken advantage of financially by this idiot. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that she needs. Wow. She really did own most of it. I understand why the furniture was amazing. The way they styled their house was beautiful. So it, ex- it makes total sense that it's all Ariana's. I just want to know why they don't clean up their place. How do you live in a house filled with boxes? I, I could never, never do it. I'm so, it's the Virgo in me. I just can't. But the designer does tell her that they can rework the Legos. You know, the picture of her and Tom that I complained about last time. I'm just glad that her designer was like, let's try to recreate it so it's just a picture of you. And I think this is the best thing Ariana could do. I think she should do that first. But we go back to Tahoe and Schwartz just tells Sheena and Lala as they're in the house that Sandoval was crying in the car. But as he's telling them, he gets stung by a bee. So kind of the moment is ruined. And so we just go and we pan to Sheena and Brock FaceTiming their daughter, which then leads them to honestly have the nanny situation talk. And, you know, Brock just, he's a man about it. He apologizes. He admits that he reflected. And now he knows that he needs to start being more aware of his surroundings and care more about Sheena's feelings, not just his. So they're going to work on it. Seems like they're going to be fine. I'm assuming maybe they'll bring it up later on. But they do all get ready to meet Lisa at her restaurant that's being built to kind of hit some walls and let some anger out. And so they have James go first. And he goes, should have looked after Graham better. And then Schwartz goes and says, I don't want to be single in 40. And everyone kind of felt bad for him there. But I mean, he did that to himself. It's his own doing. He did not stand up for his wife. So until he knows he could do that for the next person he's with, he should be single. And then Sandoval's turn comes. And it's so cringy because even when he goes, the hammer or whatever gets stuck in the wall. So it takes him a while to get it out. And he goes, scumbags and cheaters, worm with a mustache, Charles Manson's son. And it turns out Lala's actually the one who called him Charles Manson's son. So that was funny. But then this is when Sandoval starts putting the blame on everyone else again and says, Lala, James Kennedy. And Kennedy looks at Sheena. She's like, tell him to hit the wall for his own actions. And he goes again, motherfucking Sandoval. And then they just go and it pans to dinner time. So, you know, Lisa, Ken, and their partner join. And Lala and Schwartz seem to be having very nice flirty banter this season. I don't know. I can't explain it. But is it just me or do they seem a little bit into each other or is it just that they're both very flirty people? So it comes off that way to people on the outside. It might be just that because I feel like if they wanted each other, they kind of would have done something by now or before, even before Lala and Katie were getting along, I meant. But, you know, we get Lisa talking about Graham being good and she just brings up what really struck her when they were at her restaurant was Schwartz bringing up being 40 and single. And so Schwartz just kind of tries to clear it up because then she knows like, wait, or Lala brings up, jo- uh, what is it? Is her name Joy? Why did I forget her name? Oh, Joe. Yeah. And she goes, aren't you dating Joe or something? And then she was like, no, they're friends with benefits. And Schwartz just clears it up. She has her own place, but he never clears up whether they're dating, friends with benefits, whatever. All he says is that he's single, not ready to mingle, and he's not emotionally ready to date yet. At least he knows that. So we could just leave him alone with the single thing. He wants to. He's not ready. But we see Sandoval trying to take a selfie with Brock 
Well, I mean, he did take a selfie with him, but Brock seemed to immediately regret it after. And I felt like because he was kind of worried that maybe what if Tom posts this on a story right now and I'm about to get a bunch of hate and be bombarded with a bunch of people thinking I sided with him already because he knew the optics would look bad. I mean, I would too. It just gets very awkward at the table at some point. So Lisa decides to make it more awkward by telling James to say something he likes about Sandoval. And James just rolls his eyes. He doesn't even give Lisa what she wants here and tells him that he's starving and he's not going to have any conversations until he eats. So he just says, we're sitting together, right? So I guess this is something. And we see Brock and Sandoval kind of talk a little bit about the house situation. And Tom just brings up that him and Ariana have not spoken since the reunion. He would love to talk to her if she wants to, but he said it fits, you know, going to enrage her. He'll let her be. To which it gives, you know, lets Sheena give us her two cents, telling us that she's already having a hard time sharing a table with him, let alone trying to live with him under the same roof. Yeah. I'm the blocking type personally, out of sight, out of mind. If I'm done with someone, never speak, never see them again. If they want to reach out to me, they can find my email, whatever. Other than that, I will never, they won't exist to me. That's it. So we get to them going to drink on their night out and they, you know, this is where I see Brock kissing up on Sheena and I think they're being really cute here. So I honestly, I think they're fine. But Sandoval asks James to go talk because he does understand that through James's childish behavior, it all just stems from hurt, hurt that he caused. So he says he wants to acknowledge his feelings. And I mean, let's hope he does. He still, I feel like, doesn't really give James what James was looking for. So, you know, they go to the side and Sandoval just tells him that he doesn't want to create any hostility and wants them to coexist. And he just goes in to talk about what went down. And he was really scared to talk to him. But James looks at him and he goes, that's no excuse, bro. No one wants to hurt anyone, but like, bro, you knew your actions would hurt me. So you still did something that you knew would affect me in some way. James told him, I mean, if Sandoval really wanted to, he would have left Ariana instead of cheated to not have caused all of this. But I mean, James asks Sandoval if he will be with Rachel now. So Tom just explains that he's torn between resentment and love. And James just asks if it was all worth it, to which Tom says he really doesn't know. Sandoval explains to us that it wasn't just about Rachel. It was about leaving a life that wasn't suiting him and needed to change. Okay, it needed to change, Tom. So you break up with her, not cheat. See, you just ruined it for yourself again. You're, you're trying to explain. But we're understanding that you needed to leave. If you needed to leave, you break up. You do not stay. Okay. But James goes in to tell Tom that he was the most untrue, uh, that he was the most trustworthy and he really looked at him as a brother. So he thought he was the last guy in Hollywood to ever fuck him over. To which Tom just tells him that he wants to embrace this now and admit to his fuck ups. And James doesn't really buy it, I feel. I mean, he wants, he wants to move past it. I feel like he's just moving past it now for the sake of the show because in the after show, it seems like James doesn't really care about him. And in the after show, James even admits, he says he's just manipulating me to reel me back in and I don't buy it. So it feels like something happens later down where James just goes back and hates him. Uh, But you know, James does tell Tommy misses their old friendship and I really don't think they're going to get it back, but maybe he will want, I I wouldn't be surprised if Tom wants Allie next, but Tom does promise James, you know, he's going to try to be better. He's going to listen to him. And hopefully they ease into it. They end up hugging. I guess let's see how it goes. I mean, we're just going to have to see. The preview did show that Lala's going to be fighting with Sandoval on the boat because Sandoval complains that she doesn't put her life out there. But I feel like Lala does now, and production is the one who cuts it out. It's like they don't want her to talk about Randall. And we see Sheena FaceTiming Ariana and Katie telling them that, you know, she can't keep hating Tom. Might be her demise. But, you know, Sheena knows how to keep a season going, so I'm proud of her and Lala for doing it. I hope it works out. 
please don't forget to support this page. I'd really appreciate it so we can get more viewership. We can get it out there and more people can listen to us. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Rate and review on on Apple Podcasts as well. Follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to support. And I love you guys so much. We are signing off.